Draft season is done, guys. The Marlins absolutely smashed up the draft. However, after the All-Star break, all attention turns back onto these Miami Marlins in their push for the postseason in 2023. The Marlins clearly need some starting pitch in depth. Johnny Cueto has been recalled, but he will not be starting. Yuri Perez already optioned. How do the Marlins fill this need? I've got at least six names, six candidates that I think fit the profile for the Marlins in terms of starting pitch in depth. This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England. Welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you're listening to the pod, hit subscribe, leave a review. Much appreciated. This, of course, is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day, especially the everydayers. Thank you, guys. If you are a first-time listener, welcome along. Welcome to the bandwagon. The Marlins are hot. A hot in 2023, guys. At the break, they are 14 games over 500. So I, there's no reason why you shouldn't be on the bandwagon. You may be thinking, how is this British dude hosting Locked on Marlins? What the hell is going on? I've been a fan since 2016, 2017. Uh, had my own UK podcast for a couple of years covering the team once a week. Uh, also part of the Marlins media crew during the COVID pandemic uh, in 2020 and into 2021. And subsequently have picked up hosting Locked On Marlins ever since. Greetings and welcome. How did I become a fan? Went to a game in 2016 uh, and fell in love with the Marlins and baseball there and then. Followed them ever since. There is a YouTube channel, of course, guys. Head on over there. Hit subscribe. Also, you will see this episode is primarily thinking about deadline season and what the Marlins can do specifically linked to starting pitching. So, Let's just dive into it, guys. lot to get into. A few names. Well, there's a lot of names knocking around, um, but let's start with the profile and the need. Let's also start there, too. So, in my opinion right now, the Marlins have a... have They, they have a short-term need to add a starter. They've obviously promoted, recalled Johnny Cueto. He is back up with the big league club, although, obviously, the team is not playing right now. So... We will see if anything changes there. That, that I guess, decision was administrative. He had run out of uh, run out of time for a rehab start. His 30 days were up, so he had to be recalled. Who knows if he ends up actually making it back and pitching for the Marlins. At any point, a deal could be done. At any point, he could be DFA'd. We'll wait to see how that plays out. But for the purpose of this, let's assume Johnny Cueto slots into the bullpen. Uh, Craig Mish reporting Johnny Cueto not expected to be back in the rotation. Thank you, God, some would say, because it's been the worst rehab start I've ever seen. However, just thinking about that in particular, you know, when you are, it's, you know, I wonder if we are being a little bit unfair on Cueto, the fact that this is his spring training at this point, because it was a, you know, a, a tough spring anyway. And then he obviously pitched one inning and then got hurt, but was already hurt. Like, 
it just wasn't a good off-season with the WBC sprinkled in and spring for Johnny Cueto. So we have to call out because we give all the other pitchers that benefit of doubt in spring to say, well, it's only spring. All that matters is health. And in reality, Johnny Cueto, through this rehab start, albeit the production, the results have not been good, he has gotten through and delivered the number of pitches that were expected. So I will say that for Cueto. Who's to say that maybe he joins the big league club and then all of a sudden the juices start kicking in in a different way? He feels differently and maybe the role will help him in mop-up duty. However, and me and Sean Barrett talked about this earlier in the week, the problem with this role for Cueto in particular is that this role requires regular rotation in the once you, if you are in mop-up duty and your your role is to come and provide two or three innings of relief when a start goes wonky, then the what we've seen, and we've seen that role required on multiple occasions this year with the Marlins, what happens soon after? That guy, the mop-up guy, is then optioned or DFA'd. And so this can't be a long-term uh, role for Johnny Cueto. It may be that they have him in that role for now when he's needed, then a another decision maybe comes along and they think about, well, now is the time to DFA him. I personally think that uh, there is no future for Johnny Cueto here with the Marlins. It's pretty clear. It's an administrative situation where they have added him to the roster. But right now, I believe, and let's kind of lead into this, I believe the Marlins are looking to execute on a deal sooner rather than later. The deadline is at the start of August or end of July, start of August. Either way, it's a good few weeks away. Um, But the Marlins' need is now. And the need is now in particular because they've made this decision with Yuri Perez. So I think the Marlins are active and actively trying to get a deal done now because their need is actually hyper short term. It's hyper short term because they expect Edward Cabrera to be back in a few weeks. They hope that Trevor Rogers may also be back in a few more weeks than that, but they hope that Trevor could be back. And they hope or expect to bring Yuri Perez back up also. And with that, you then end up in the same situation. Let's say that Yuri Perez is up, Edward Cabrera is up. Rotations filled if everyone remains healthy. Sandy, Brax, Lozado, Yuri Perez, Edward Cabrera, you're five. Trevor Rogers, if he can get back, that's six. Then they're going to trade for a guy right now. That could be seven. This Marlins need is super short term. It really is. And with that being said, that takes us to a type of profile and a type of team that really kind of narrows the focus, in my opinion anyway, where you look at teams that are 100% selling already and you are looking at a, a pitcher that is not an ace or a projected ace. The the Marlins aren't shopping for that. Other clubs will be because they have a need in their rotation because they don't have the quality and the depth that the Marlins do in their rotation options right now. In their organization, they don't. The Marlins do have that. They just need to find a way to get Edward Cabrera back, Trevor Rogers back, and their baby and Yuri Perez through the season to protect him, which makes sense. So... The Marlins' need is very specific, and the profile of player 
is very specific, in my opinion. And again, going back to Johnny Cueto, the Marlins could well be looking to swap some money as part of this, where they will maybe include Johnny Cueto as part of a deal to try to maybe offset some money, depending on who they look to take on. That's what it's going to boil down to. But overall, I'm just going to call out to say the Marlins need, and just to reiterate this, the Marlins need is absolutely now, but this is a stopgap measure, in my opinion. Or, you know, it gives them some additional depth, maybe, should anything happen with any of the other guys through the year. But the Marlins aren't looking for an ace at this point. They've got so many aces already. They've got too many aces, more aces than anyone else. Um, and I, I, I don't think they're going to wait until the deadline. I think they're going to target guys that may be available right now and look to swing a deal in the next couple of days. It wouldn't stun me because as soon as, for, you know, for example, as soon as Johnny Cueto is used in mop-up duty, I, they can't keep him on the roster because they will need someone else to play that role until the next time the mop-up guy is required. And hopefully the mop-up guy isn't required that often. But let's say once, once a week, the mop-up guy is twice a week, maybe. And as soon as Cueto goes and is used, they have to swap him out and bring in another guy just in case something goes wrong on that day. And that's what we've seen all year long. Um, I've got some names queued up. So I'm going to talk about some names, about who's available. And, you know, this, this, this list won't blow you away. You're not going to be overly excited about this list. And that is the point because it's where the Marlins are shopping and where their need fits. They don't want to empty the farm for a starting pitcher that's a rental guy that actually may or may not be needed or necessary for the Marlins to, to reach their goals. And their goals are to make the postseason and to be competitive in the postseason. Right now, based on the Marlins pitching, they're already competitive in the postseason. Like, you may well go, well, hey, what about a, a Jack Flaherty? What could he do? Is Jack Flaherty, right now, would you have more confidence in Jack Flaherty than... Well, let's start with Sandy Alcantara. Would you would you prefer to go Sandy or ja Jack Flaherty? I know exactly who I'd go with. Okay, next one down. What about Jesus Lozado or Jack Flaherty? It's a straight-up win for Jesus Lozado. Okay, so that's two. Braxton Garrett, what do you think? I mean, based on performance, you go with Brax. He's been an absolute stud. Based on name and profile, maybe some would go, hey, you'd go Flaherty. I'm still happy going Brax. For me, for the Marlins, for a one, two, three punch, of Sandy, Lozado, Braxton, Garrett, I'm comfortable at this point. Plus, you've got Eddie. Plus, you've maybe got Trevor. And you've got Uri Perez, too. So you may not, you may go Uri Perez. It's the point. They don't need a Flaherty, and they don't need to empty the farm. Let other teams empty the farm on Flaherty and Giolito and Montgomery. These guys that are going to come with a huge price tag. The Marlins only have a certain amount of prospect capital remaining because of what they've done recently and how some of them have kind of flamed and gone backwards and some are hurt. They need to be selective about how they use this prospect capital to upgrade the major league roster. And I don't think starting pitcher is the primary need. There's other needs that this club has. Uh, but we will talk about that and the names that are on the list. Again, it isn't the most sexy list. But nevertheless, it's time to let you know about our good friends over at Sleeper. And you can swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks. And you can win up to 100 times your money. Use the promo code Locked On, and Sleeper will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on a daily fantasy baseball skills. Use the promo code Locked On, and Sleeper will match that deposit, as I've already mentioned. Um, so if you haven't been playing along, why not? 
like I mentioned, it's 100 times your money. 100 times your dough. Uh, and it's it's for up to eight pick contests. You can choose as up to eight, up to as many as eight players that you like. Pick more or less, but up to eight, and you've got that chance to win big time. What have you got to do? It's pretty simple. Use the promo code locked on, and you get up to a hundred bucks match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. You can see Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over thirty states. Check out Sleeper today. All right, guys. So who is available? Enough of this preamble. The Marlins are in the mix for a starting pitcher. We know that. Who's available and who should they be? There's loads of guys available. There's actually loads of pitching available right now. But the names that they're fishing and hunting for aren't that sexy, in my opinion. But there's definitely some interesting ones there. Let's start with... Let's start with Lance Lynn, all right? I think the White Sox are absolutely selling. I think it's nailed on that they're selling. Lance Lynn, uh, he has a $1 million buyout for his 2024 number if the Marlins decide. Uh, so if they did trade for Lance Lynn, um, he has that. He does have a, a, an, another year on the contract, which is at $18 million, But there's all, that's a club option, but they have a $1 million buyout on that. Uh, his base salary this year was $18.5 million. So let's just, for round numbers, say he's got about, Nine million left on that. So the Marlins would need to take on some money for Lance Lynn, plus also pay the one million buyout if they decided they didn't want a 37-year-old Lance Lynn on 18 million. And let's just be honest, the Marlins don't need that. So Lance Lynn, what's he been doing this year? And why would the Marlins trade for him? Well, this year, particularly, he's been putrid. He's not been good. He's got a six ERA. Six ERA on a big number on a team that stinks. Why the hell would the Marlins want to trade for Lance Lynn? Well, he's had... This is, this is by far his outlier year in, in recent years. And this is the other interesting thing. And this is where I think, from a Marlins perspective, they have an interesting opportunity. Because the Marlins have the ace card, literally the ace card, in Mel Stoudemire Jr., where Mel has a way of writing anyone and everyone. He's proved it over and over and over again. So I have no problem in the Marlins buying low on a guy that's having a rough year that has history of past performance, past history of good performance. Lance Lynn absolutely has that. Um, this year, things aren't well. Everything's not well with the White Sox this year. They, something's up, something's gone wrong, but they're going to look to move Lance Lynn, in my opinion. The numbers at, at the high level don't look good. The money commitment, like, again, the Marlins are looking for short-term fixes here. They're not, not looking for guys in multiple years of control. An interesting deal here, in my opinion, would be Lance Lynn coming to the Marlins ASAP. Um, Mel Stoudemire sprinkling some magic, finding some fixes, Lance Lynn back to his mix. By the way, I must say, his expected ERA, is at four and a half. So ERA of six, but XERA at 4.5. And when you're looking at the numbers with Lance Lynn, what's happened with him? His barrel percentage is way up. It's like 10.5% versus like last year, which was, was probably one of his highest ever as well, at 6.5%. So he's jumped nearly four percentage points on barrel percentage. He's getting hit. He's getting hit hard. Is that because the stuff's down? Is it because the pitch clock? You know, who knows? 
But Lance Lynn has proven that A, he can be durable. B, he can be good. The Marlins won't have to commit any money apart from the million buyout beyond this year. Um, could he be cheap in terms of prospect capital? I think he could be. He's in that mid-tier, I'd say. There's others ahead of him, but based on his current performance, like you're looking at Lance Lynn going, is he washed? And am I really going to give you anything decent in return for Lance Lynn? I don't know. I think this one is a really intriguing one, and I'd be absolutely comfortable with it. Absolutely comfortable in Lance Lynn right now. I think he will be moved, and I, I wonder if the Marlins do. And the other bit is, too, if the Marlins can send Johnny Cueto back the other way. Send Johnny Cueto as part of this, even out some of the money, which I think makes sense. Um, you know, let's say of the $8 million the Marlins have to take on, they send $4 million of that back with Johnny Cueto. For me, it's a very intriguing one, and one that we'll wait to see. Um, let me know what you're thinking, whether you're on board with that one. I don't know. Another name that I think is really interesting is James Paxton, who is, is with the Red Sox now. And with Paxton, let's the, the first question is, are the Red Sox going to sell? And this is this probably takes it out of like, I think the White Sox are selling and I think they'd sell now. I think there's a number of clubs that would sell and sell now. The Royals are definitely in that in that mix as well. I'm going to talk about someone from the Royals. I think the Cardinals have just ended that phase too, where they're kind of putting the signals out. But James Paxton on the Red Sox, um, it is, you know, he's missed a couple of years, a good couple of years. So it's been a tough few years for James Paxton. Um, but he's actually pitching really well right now. Um but I think the problem for the Marlins right now is that, and also from a contract perspective, he's a free agent after this season. So again, fits the profile, short-term need. However, I think he's pitching to a level that is interesting for other clubs. And equally, I'm not convinced the Red Sox are quite in the position to pull the trigger right now on a deal. They still will feel like they're in it and in the wild card hunt. It's so tough for them in the AL East because that East is absolutely insane. And so... Gut feel is the Red Sox don't make it, but right now they may still feel like they could add and make it. Thus, maybe Paxton isn't moved, or at least they aren't ready to make that decision right now. But have to call out that I think Paxton is impressive, but I do think the price, if they, if they do decide to sell, will be too high. In that tier that includes Flaherty, Giolito, Jordan Montgomery, those kind of guys that are the expensive price tags that I don't think the Marlins are shopping in at all. So if it isn't going to be Paxson, and I don't think it will be, what about a guy like Michael Lorenzen? What about Michael Lorenzen? Who, you know, I mean, a few years ago, a lot of people were talking about um, Michael Lorenzen as this, like, you know, stud two-way star. Um, but from his perspective, he will be... So he's on the Tigers. Are the Tigers selling? I think the Tigers absolutely are selling, and I think they would sell right now. So that helps. He's a free agent. After this season, that helps. What's the base salary? Eight and a half million. Coincidental, maybe, um, in line with maybe Johnny Cueto. Could the Marlins look to move, um, you know, do a swap deal with a prospect to go and get Michael Lorenzen? I think it's possible. Um, he's actually, um, you know, his ERA looks okay. He's got like a four ERA, um, three and six records. However, when I looked at Lorenzen's game log, the thing that stood out for me on Lorenzen and his game log was that he seems to have, like, 
I don't know if it's because he's in the AL Central. It could be. But it feels like a ton of his games were against terrible offenses, and he performed pretty well in those. He's then faced a couple of decent offenses, the Braves included, um, and there's some stinkers in there too, particularly against good offenses. So I do wonder with Lorenzen, is his number real? And it is real. Number is the number. But the level of competition and the level of offenses that maybe he's been pitching against, I feel is a little bit below par. So I feel like the teams he's been pitching against has certainly helped him. But Lorenzen, like I said, he's on a selling team. He's pitching okay. Four ERA sounds perfectly reasonable. Um, Expiring deal. No commitment beyond this year. He fits the profile. Fits the profile right now. I think that ERA is a little bit, um, you know, I don't think that's a true reflection. I think he isn't as good as that. Thus, maybe the price tag is not high. Let's do the final ad. And I got a couple more names for you in terms of starting pitches that Marlon should be considering. And it is our good friends over at Bird Dogs. Yes, sir. The Bird Dogs are in town. And listen, it's summer, guys. So everyone needs to be absolutely layering, loading up on the shorts. And I'm loading up on the graphics. So we got the Bird Dogs graphics in town. And Bird Dogs, listen, they don't just make you look good. They make you feel good. And why? Because they got the stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through that thigh, baby, and leg, giving you that sculpted look. My wife would absolutely love these. My wife, I think my wife must be wearing Bird Dogs. She must be because she's always in these sculpted looks. Um, Bird Dogs, their shorts, they do the exact same thing as the Lululemons. But they fit way better, way better. And they fit way better than regular shorts because those shorts, they're made of that stiff, restricting cotton. No, Bird Dogs, they don't have that. They've they've fixed this issue. No stiff cotton. They've got this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without, without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs, well, they've also got this anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Sounds glorious, doesn't it? It keeps you cool and dry all day long. So what have you got to do? You got to go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. You enter the promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Sounds amazing. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Um, or promo and, and the promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Oh, amazing. Get those bird dogs going. All right, guys. So here we are on Locked on Marlins, and we are talking about starting pitchers and targets for the Marlins to solve their short-term need at starting pitcher. Already talked about Lance Lynn. I think he's an interesting fit. Michael Lorenzen, also interesting fit. James Paxton could be, but I don't think the Red Sox, Red Sox are selling. I think the price tag could be high. Another guy that caught my eye I want to talk about is Ryan Yabra, um, who was with the Rays for a number of years. And it felt like the Rays kind of managed him really well. They'd have an opener and Yarborough would be there and do his thing, go four and a, you know, four or five um, innings of work. Listen, with Yarborough, 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 how does everyone pronounce this one? Anyway, this year, so let's start with it. He's on the Royals. They're sellers. Nailed on. The Royals are selling and they're selling right now. If you pick up the phone and say, I want Ryan Yarborough, the Royals would say, yeah, what do you send to me? We're good to go. So that's, that's nailed on. He's only earning $3 million, and it's his final year of his uh, of arbitration um, next year. So you have an extra year of control also. So that's interesting. Um, but 
low dollar value right now. That helps. Um, what's his ERA saying? What's his performance been like this year? Not that great. 5-2-9 ERA. Not amazing. Um, he can go kind of 80 to 90 pitches. He's basically going the length that Yuri Perez has been going. That's why I'm thinking it's interesting. The Royals are selling. Um, he's been around Major League Baseball for years. He's a veteran. Um, and he can kind of slot into that Yuri Perez role. You know, 80 to 90. Maybe they go with an Oprah with him. Who knows? You know, go back to what the Rays did and how how the Rays, you know, managed him. I think it's an intriguing name. I mean, it's not that sexy and not that exciting, but I do think he's acquirable for a low prospect um, capital. I think they can get him now. I think they can slot him straight in the rotation. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I think there's some untapped, there's some untapped potential maybe in there, which I think is interesting. Um, what about what about Eduardo Rodriguez? Again, another name. And, and to, to be honest with you, again, this, this name might be out of the price tag for the fish. But the reason it's interesting is he's also on the Tigers, like Lorenzen, and the Tigers are selling. He, there's a player opt-out available, so he can opt-out um, after this season and leave on the table $49 million. So in theory, he's only 30 right now. In theory, if the Marlins trade for him and he doesn't opt-out, there'd be a three-year $49 million commitment. So, for me, I think, I mean, based on what he's been doing this year and his performance, you're expecting him to opt out. He's having a career year and he's got a 264 ERA. He's only 30, and I think there's money that would be left on the table if he opts in. So, that opt-out clause means that he's going to be likely available because the Tigers are going to know it and maybe would look to cash in on him at this point. So, this is the same problem, though, with Giolito, Flaherty, uh, other guys I've mentioned. There's a tier that I think is going to be ran to the deadline, and they're going to be looking to secure the best deals. It's going to be a bit of a bun fight for all the big clubs that need starting pitching, like a two or a three. Uh, hopefully not a one, but a two or a three kind of guy that can kind of slot in, and they could think, this guy can give us the opportunity to win games in the postseason. And frankly, I don't think the Marlins have that need. So whilst he will be available, and he could be available right now from a team that is selling, there's a slight risk that the Marlins would be on the hook for the money. I don't think that would be the situation. I I sense that he falls into the camp of some of the other guys that I've already mentioned, James Paxson included, that you know they're going to hang on to that at the deadline and maybe look to try to get the final, final, best, best bids. So... What does that leave us with, guys? It leaves us with, I think, a an obvious three. There's, ob there's three obvious candidates that I can see. There may be some others that, that I've missed, but I was trying to focus into clubs that were definitely selling right now with guys that aren't going to need a ton of money after it and that are kind of dependable-ish. It's the least sexy list ever, maybe, but it doesn't matter. Any on this list is miles better than Johnny Cueto right now. So if you use that as the measuring stick, Lance Lynn, 1 million buyout for next year. Not a good year with a 6 ERA, but has an XERA of 4.5. Um, I think could be a really nice rental there for the fish. Um, I also think Ryan Yarbrough with 3 million owed this year, which is down to like a million and a bit, plus an arbitration year next year, so some control. I think he could come in and fill literally the Yuri Perez role, going 80 pitches. Um, the ERA doesn't look amazing. 
So it's a downgrade on Yuri Perez, clearly. I also think Lorenzen is interesting too. He's got three and six um, record this year, a four ERA pretty much. A lot of his success has come against below average teams. The Marlins aren't facing a ton of below average teams uh, the rest of the way. Um, but, you know, listen, decent arm with Lorenzen. No money uh, owed beyond this year. Again, he could come in and do a job right now. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Um, I know everyone's thinking about Jordan Montgomery. I know they're thinking about Flaherty. I know everyone's thinking about Giolito and maybe James Paxton. But, and maybe Eduardo Rodriguez. That's the point is there's a ton of arms available and there's going to be a lot of activity in the trade uh, towards the trade deadline. The deadline actually for starting pitching is going to be really, really fun and exciting. But the Marlins, I don't think, are shopping in that, in that tier. They have a need now. And so I could see them pulling a deal in the next couple of days that maybe is one of these three guys or someone else that I've completely missed. You never know with Kim Ang. We'd never even heard of Jonathan Davis, pretty much, before she went and swung a deal. A deal where the Marlins had a uh, short-term need, and she identified that, got a deal done. I'm looking for a similar kind of thing, to be honest with you. So it wouldn't stun me if there was someone that was even like a AAA, that the Mar- like some- on someone's AAA roster, the Marlins think, actually, we think we can do something with that. Or, obviously, the Marlins turned to some internal options um, and looked to get some length there. But I do think they need some veteran help, um, clearly because, like, you've got a spot open in the rotation plus Brian Hoeing. So the need is clear. Craig Mish talking about starting pitching. I think, the you know, the Marlins are, are looking to do a deal. I think they're looking to do it now. Right, we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day. Uh, this, of course, is your team. Every day, uh, I am your host, Peter Pratt, and I will, of course, be back tomorrow on Friday as we start to look ahead again to baseball in the second half for the Marlins and maybe even recap in a trade. Who knows? Look forward to seeing you then.